Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trunapole, and as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Cincinnati Reds. Can't wait. Tomorrow's the day. We can start watching some baseball. You know, just camp stuff, but it's going to be fun. All right, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button. Still stuck at 597 subscribers. Hopefully we'll get to 600 by the end of the week. Not too far away from that. You know, just hit that like, subscribe, tell your friends about me. And we can uh, move on to 700, I hope. <laughs> All right. Now, I posted this on uh, my own uh, Facebook page, Sports Strawberry Ice, and also on Bengals Nation. But the NFL could ask fans to sign a COVID-19 waiver this year. So this is so you can go into the stadium and you can't sue them if you get it. Now, my question was on Bengals Nation and... Sports Strawberry Ice was, would you sign that? And kind of what I I thought most people said yes. And my feeling is we live in a free country. Uh, we should be given the choice to take the chance and go watch uh, the Bengals if we want to in the stadium. I know some people don't feel that way and some people would be too... I won't say scared, just cautious, and would rather stay at home and watch it, and that's fine. Um, there are people like me who are crazy Bengals fans, crazy sports fans, and like I said, I just got my season tickets this year, so I really want to go watch them. Now, I have no problem if they like. I've, I heard some stuff where they said they're only gonna they're gonna tarp the first like six rows, uh, which still that's I don't know what that's going to do because your first row you're already at least six feet away from the players. Now, I know if you got six rows, I guess this way, if you have six rows away, the players walk up by the the uh, stands, you know, because I know they do get close. So, I mean, I could understand that. And then I, I'll be fine if they do some social distancing and stuff. That, that's fine. It's, I am all for being as, as safe and healthy about this as we can. But I do th- feel that we should be given a choice to be able to go or not go. So, like I said, I put it on Bengals Nation and uh, Sports of Strawberry Facebook page, and a majority of you were in agreement with me that you would sign it. Now, I, I don't, I don't blame the NFL. I understand because, I mean, people are suing the government. Like the the gyms sued the government because they wouldn't let them open, which it's their right to be open. They should be able to be open. I mean, it's their business. The Bengals, the NFL, it's their business. They should have a right to make a decision if they want fans in there or not, which I'm sure they're going to want fans in more money and fans like me want to come in. So I understand both ways, but I just feel that we are all Americans. We are in this together and we should be given the choice to be able to go or not wear face masks. I think we should be wearing masks in there. You know, wash your hands. I mean, by the time you get to November, December, it's going to be cold. Everybody's going to be covered up anyway. So you get the first, I say three months where you really got to, uh, make sure people are wearing their mask and uh, washing your hands and 
and stuff like that. And after that, not that you have to lax it, but we're going to cover it up, uh, especially here in Ohio, because it's going to get cold. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting that uh, the NFL might be doing that. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't see any reason why not. It covers them because you want to go, you're taking your own risk. That's fine. I got no problem with that. All right. Joe freaking Burrow like to do some summer workouts with his guys like AJ Green and T Higgins before training camp. Now, this would be going against what the NFLPA has advised. I say go for it because you already have guys like Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson. They're already doing it. Joe Burrow is up in Athens, Ohio, throwing right out to his friends. So if these guys are all doing it, and yes, I know everybody's freaking out about the COVID, but if you do it right, social distance, wash your hands, all that stuff, I think you'd be all right. Um, and the NFLPA can't stop these quarterbacks from doing it. Like I said, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, the GOAT. They're all doing it. Joe Burrow, I think, is that's the one thing he, well, obviously, it's one that he's missing this offseason is working with his teammates. And that's another reason why, like I said on yesterday's show, I think that they are getting rid of two of the preseason games is to stretch out training camp as long as they can because these guys are used to having workouts and having uh, kind of working their bodies, working their body up to an NFL season. They have done, I don't know what they've done at home, but as far as team-oriented things, they haven't done anything together. I mean, except for Zoom calls and stuff like that. So Joe needs to try to get with these guys Soon to try to throw just to get the chemistry, get to know them, get you know, just just, just to do. That. I mean, you don't need everybody. He just needs some wide receivers. You know, his main guys, you know, Higgins, AJ, Boyd. You know, just go with those three. I mean, you need to get some kind of chemistry started and some kind of timing and just the physical action of throwing to your actual wide receivers. That uh, that needs to happen. And like I said, NFLPA doesn't like it, but. They're not stopping Brady. They're not stopping Wilson or Matthew Stafford. So I say go for it. Now I have another uh, Bengals story today. Now Bengals have done a lot of great moves in the offseason. There are two moves that I think that they haven't done. Not not I think. They haven't done them that people are questioning. One we all know is the offensive line. And from all reports, and I won't find out till training camp, is Fred Johnson is the man that I think is going to be our right tackle. And I hope he is the dialing in the, in the rough that I'm reading about. Lots of guys who know way more about football, forgot more about football than I know, have said that he has the potential of being a very good right tackle in the NFL. That is great. I mean, I know the Pittsburgh Steelers did not want to lose him. He was on their practice squad. They tried to, or they tried to sneak him onto their practice squad, and the Bengals swooped in and took him. So, the other um, thing that the Bengals haven't done, which I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't think it's as big a deal, uh, because Joe Burrow's going to start. I mean, if it's backup quarterback, sorry. If Joe Burrow wasn't going to start from day one, 
I would say yes, bring a veteran quarterback in to ease him into it. That's not going to happen. Joe Burrow starting from day one. I mean, that's obvious since they got rid of Andy Dalton. So, why haven't the Bengals brought a veteran backup QB in? Now, the Cincinnati Bengals surprised some by ignoring their perceived need for a potential veteran QB behind Joe freaking Burrow on the depth chart. But this is the strategy. But the current strategy is by design. Zach Taylor and several members of his coaching staff have plenty of quarterback experience, along with sophomore Ryan Finley, who also started three games last year. So he's comfortable with the offense. And the thing is, if I did not think Joe Burrow was going to come in, hit the ground running as far as knowing the offense and knowing what's going on, I'd be more worried about it. And like I said, if he wasn't going to start from day one. There's so many guys on this coaching staff that are former quarterbacks and they know the position. And for all reports that I've read about Joe freaking Burrow is he's ahead <laughs> of where the coaches thought he would be as far as a playbook goes, which is great. Now, I mean, there's been nothing else to do, but I don't think that, I think Joe would have done that anyway, even without all this uh, pandemic and everything. So him being ahead of where they thought he would be, because I mean, I read something where they'll be doing going through a situation. He goes, okay, well, if I do this, then this, then this, and this, and then, and then he'll go on down the checklist. And the coaches are like, whoa, wait, we're not even, we're not even to that yet. I mean, that down there is, you know, two days away. Joe's already there. <laughs> so as far as having the veteran quarterback, it would be nice, but I don't think he's going to need it. And I, I, I think he's going to be fine. I, I, I really do. I think he's, his, I said this before his past, his, in the past shows. His work ethic and his grind is up here. I mean, it is to where it's the kind of grind and the kind of mentality that great players have to have. Now, it's very hard to turn it off because they're always competitive over everything. And they're always constantly working because they're always thinking, that guy, what's that guy doing? That guy's doing something better. I got to keep up with him, which that's why I think this whole thing with seeing Brady, seeing Stafford, seeing Wilson throwing to their teammates. And Joe, I don't know if he hasn't been able to do it or it just hasn't worked. I don't know the the reason why they haven't been able to get together, but I know it's killing him. I know, and I don't know Joe Burrow, but just from the stuff I've read and the stuff that uh, uh, I've seen from him and the things they've said about him at LSU, his former coaches, I know this is killing him. I know he wants to get out there with his teammates and he wants to start getting that chemistry and getting going. So I know this is killing him. There is a chance if he doesn't, they don't do anything between now and training camp starts, um, that they will let the rookies report early. Maybe. Now, when can Joe freaking Burrow and the rest of the Bengals rookies report to PBS? Now, training camp opens July 28th, and the rookies might be able to report July 19th. Now, normally in a regular season, your veterans come in later and the rookies are there way before them. Hopefully, they will let them come in early. And uh, I could see, put it this way, I can totally see this happening. If the rookies come in at, on July, what is it, July 19th? No, I said July 18th. 
Uh, da, 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 da. On July 19th. If they let the rookies in, I can see lots of veterans coming in too. Because um, we have, they haven't been able to play together. And I keep going back to this. They know they're missing stuff. This offseason has been different. So I can see them trying to get in there early and getting those reps in and getting going because they're going to need it, one, to build the chemistry with Joe Burrow, two, just to get their legs under them, man, just to get them in football shape as fast as they can because there's a difference from in shape and football shape. So if they let people in July 19th, I can see other veterans coming in with them. So it's getting very exciting. Uh, Football is very, very close to happening. Baseball is very close to happening. Everything's, uh, end of the month, we'll have, should have uh, baseball back and basketball. And the other cool thing is, sounds like the NHL is getting closer to figuring out a start date. Now, I heard that uh, they're going to have two uh, cities. Uh, I think it's Vancouver and Montreal. They're going to be the two host cities for the playoffs of the NHL. Now, I know they, they were talking about L.A., New York, uh, Chicago, some cities in the States, but with the spiking of the COVID-19, I guess it's not as bad up in Canada as uh, it perceived to be is here. Either way, hockey is is going to be back soon. And, I mean, there's players, I know in Columbus, the Blue Jackets, a lot of them are already on the ice at, at uh, Nationwide Arena skating. So they're already back. A lot of them are already back. The camps still haven't technically opened yet, but you can skate and you can, you know, get yourself ready. So by the end of this month, end of July, we should have everything back. Hopefully the COVID-19 spike won't be so bad that we can't play. Um, But we'll find out. Those are all things. It's all a fluid situation. I don't know what's going to happen. I just want sports. I mean, I just... That's plain and simple. I want sports. I I don't want anybody to get to, to get to die. <laughs> I don't want any, you know anything to happen. I understand if that happens, we gotta stop. But I just the way things are going, I have a feeling it's going to happen. I think we are going to have people test positive. I think they're more going to be asymptomatic than actually showing signs of the sickness. Because from the players that. I've read that have already tested positive, like the ones in college football, the, the uh, uh, PGA Tour guys. They're not really getting sick. They're just asymptomatic. And with them being in great shape, great health, their bodies can handle it better than most of us. And most of them aren't that old. So I hope I'm right <laughs> that we'll get this going. We're going to have some problems. It's going to be a struggle. We're going to have some problems, but they're going to get through it. Okay. Now, I didn't get to the... Sh- get to this on yesterday's show, but I, I meant to (laughs) yesterday, the clown Rob Manford, MLB's very own commissioner was on the Dan Patrick show. And he said this about the 60 game major league baseball season. Quoting. The reality is we, were go- we weren't going to play more than 60 games no matter how the negotiations with the players went. Okay. We just spent two and a half months listening to them argue and fight about money. And he comes on a national radio show and says, 
No matter how the negotiations went, they were not going to play more than 60 games. Then what in the world was the last two months about? I mean, if that's what you were going to do and you weren't budging off of it, then why did you guys keep going back and forth? I mean, and why, if this is true, why in the world would you go on a national radio show and admit that? That there's even if it's true, don't tell anybody. That's just especially because of what you just went through <laughs> negotiating back and forth. Which I believe what he's saying because if you look at the negotiations that the owners did, every time they had different games and different scenarios and different this, it all added up to the same amount of money for the players. That part never changed. It was based on a 60 game season. That's what they were comfortable comfortable with doing with no fans. I get that. I understand. I mean, I understand that part. I don't understand why we negotiated, why you went and drug all this through the media and got us all upset. And you guys look like jackasses. Sorry. I you, you just drug baseball through this for nothing. <laughs> you weren't gonna play more than 60 games. Then just say, hey. All we're going to play is 60 games. Let's figure this out. I, I don't, I mean, I I wanted more games, obviously. I mean, I think, I mean, if they, if they were going to do just 60 games, they should be starting this weekend. I know me and Billy said this about a month ago. July 4th weekend would have been a great weekend to start baseball. If all you were going to play is 60 games and you knew it back then, you should have just started the schedule. 60 games, bam, let's go. Start July 4th. It would have been great. This is why this man is the worst commissioner. He's terrible. He has no clue of what he's doing. Because why would you go on a national talk show and admit that after you, all the stuff you just went through? It just blows my mind. It just makes absolutely no sense as to why you would even admit that. I, I, I don't know. I mean... Not the smartest guy in the world, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't uh, say, hey, we were all playing, we just went through all this negotiation and did all this stuff. We were all playing 60 games anyway, so, you know. (laughs) Ah, That's my clown. Clown Rob Manford. Baseball, we got to get rid of him. We are, I think we're in serious trouble moving forward with him as the Major League Baseball Commissioner. I thought Bud, Bud Selig was bad. This guy, he has no clue. All right. These are things we can all discuss on the Facebook groups that I help run. They are Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, Reds Country, and Cyclones Country. I invite all of you to go find them, join them, and we'll have fun discuss, especially Reds Country. We got baseball coming back. We can discuss the clown Rob Manford and how excited we are about the Reds and what's going on with baseball. Like I said, tomorrow, camp's 2.0 2.0 is opening. I think it's going to, I think Major League Baseball Network is going to have wall to wall coverage for like seven hours. So I get home from work and I get done doing my show. That's what I'll be watching. Now, if you guys are checking down the podcast, do me a favor, give me a five star review, especially if it's on Apple Podcast. And like I said, beginning of the show, I am severely stuck on 597 subscribers on YouTube. We need to try to get, please, let's try to get that to 600. And, uh, I know some people said that my show was kind of messed up last night. It 
my iPad took forever to upload it. We had to take it down and reload it. Yesterday's show is on there. I don't know, technology, man. I don't have all the greatest equipment here. I just got my iPad, and that's it. <laughs> so hopefully this thing gets bigger. We can get more cameras and different stuff. The show can go longer. Who knows? I got lots of ideas I want to do, but I got to get more subs- subscribers and get more people actually interested in it before I can really expand. Other than that, it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Zeke of the Week is tomorrow. I think I got a good idea who is going to be my Zeke of the Week. He might be a clown. But you have to find out tomorrow. That's just sports, baby. Tell all your friends about me. See you guys.